Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello there, and welcome. It's Wednesday evening here on Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, YouTube.com slash Fightful. Usually it's the Wednesday Night Wars, but it's, it's more like a truce tonight. Uh, or, you know, it's like uh, back in World War II when they'd stop fighting on Christmas, right? Well, it's it's not exactly that. It's, I look... I'm I'm trying to go somewhere with this analogy. It's not working out. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes, and I'm welcoming you here tonight to talk about NXT. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about. It was uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened over the past couple of days. There's a lot of stuff that happened here tonight. We're gonna get to that. But I want to thank everyone for uh, joining us here live uh, tonight on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And if you're watching it on your own time as well, whether on YouTube or on uh, or on your favorite podcast application as well because all these podcasts are available in audio format as well well thank you very much and do remember to head on over to uh, fightful.com fightfulwrestling.com for all of your scoops your news everything you like about pro wrestling but then on top of that you can head on over to fightfulselect.com and then you get a whole bunch of extra content there as well you have sean ross up perhaps you've heard of him he does uh he does a weekly backstage report he has q a sessions he does extra content for listen your boy with jimmy van you have steven jensen who talks about all things non-wwe related and then of course on top of that that, that i'm just skimming the surface then you know uh, underneath that surface so uh, not unlike a kraken lies Alex Pawlowski, who does Sour Graps, reviewing Raw and SmackDown every week. And uh, you had your hands full with Raw this week, Alex. Jeez. I, 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 I did. I, I may have a problem. Like, I, the, people, the people who know these things uh, pay me wonderful compliments about how I'm able to make a solo podcast uh, enjoyable. But I think I have a problem with brevity because I went an hour and 40 minutes last night talking about Raw. But there was a lot to discuss with with myself. Um, (laughs) uh, We focused a lot on the quote unquote burial of one uh, Keith uh, Keith Lee. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, 
but uh, yeah, uh, there's there's a lot to discuss, and, and and some of the stuff that I talked about last night bleeds very nicely into uh, the beginning of tonight's episode of NXT as well. Well, there you go, and uh, so uh, yeah, the the burial of of uh, Keith Lee is indeed a, a quite a subject. We might touch on this a little bit as we go along. I think I kind of feel like it's it, everything ties in here, but hey. In the meantime, you know, if you you can catch Alex's uh, interminable reviews uh, over on Fightful Select, as I said. Subscribe! Join us! It's a good way to show support for uh, everything we do here at Fightful, just like leaving a super chat. If you're watching this live right now, leave a super chat for us right here. And uh, and we'll get to, and we'll read your comment or question live on the air, such as Sengir Vampire. Who left us a super chat. Thank you very much, and uh, wishing us a wishing us good luck with the show tonight. Thank you very much, Roger Roger Acevedo as well. Left us a super chat. Says welcome back, Warren. Thank you very much. Excited for NXT next week. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to be excited about. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And don't worry, folks. If I don't read your super chat right now, if it ties into something that Alex and I are going to talk about uh, during the course of the of, of the show. I'll read it there. Don't worry. I won't forget anyone. Just like I didn't forget that Stu Bennett was actually called Wade Barrett, Alex. Mm, yes. He came he came back live uh just they announced it yesterday that he was doing commentary today and uh another he's still Wade Barrett in the WWE universe, Alex. Yes. If he ever comes back home, as it were, he will always be Wade Barrett. Um uh I I <laughs> Um, I I really wanted him to start out with, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that bad news is I'm here every week. Um, no, I think he actually, he's, he's did a great job. Um, uh, it's good to hear his voice again. I always yeah. loved that particular brogue of his in that tenor of his voice. It sounded very, very, you know, just, just like a guy who would probably, you know, take his elbow pad off and elbow you in the temple. Uh, like, like one of those guys, one of those um, guys, one of those guys. Uh, he, he doesn't have, he doesn't need bare knuckle boxing. He has bare elbow boxing. dropping. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was good to have him there. Um, I think they're trying out some, some new stuff. Um, Vic being there, uh, Morrow being elsewhere. Uh, mm -hmm. but I like that they're, they're still keeping Beth there. If not, um, she's there in spirit. She's not there in person, uh, and by the way, I don't blame her. Uh, but it's nice to have her voice there as well. I think it's a that is a three person booth that I could get used to. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I, I think um, I think uh, Stu Bennett. I don't know what to call him anymore. I've been calling him Stu Bennett for such a while now. But uh, when he moved in to replace Jim Cornette over on NWA Power, I thought he did a good job. But there was something that. There was something about his, as you mentioned, his brogue that didn't quite jive with Southern style wrestling, you know. Uh, I think he fits here. I think it works well. You know, we were we also were kind of used to Nigel McGuinness for a certain while. Let's not forget. So. Yeah, no, no. I'm. I listen. I'm. My preference is to have the original team back. Mm -hmm. Like, like Morrow and Nigel work really, really well together. Nigel is the kind of uh, quote unquote heel commentator that doesn't hit you over the head with it yeah you know what i mean yeah. um on the main roster they have byron who's who who just just takes like an anvil and drops it on your head with his pro babyface commentary 
every time he opens his mouth. Um, I prefer people to be more subtle. Like Samoa Joe is wonderfully subtle with his 6535 pro heel stuff. <laughs> I like that a little bit better, a little bit more nuance. And I think that 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 Wade can add that to um, uh, to the booth. Well, that uh, the, after all these presentations, we got into Carrion uh, Cross coming to the ring doing his usual presentation, but his arm is in a sling. We saw this coming, but it was, we were waiting for this confirmation. It's not good news. He cuts a promo saying that he told us that he would become NXT champion. He says that uh, obstacles, uh, he says that obstacles are the path that he takes. And he unfortunately has to relinquish the title because he separated his shoulder last Sunday at uh, Saturday, excuse me, at TakeOver 30. And uh, he basically leaves the uh, he leaves the uh, belt in the middle of the ring along with an hourglass signifying that, you know, the, it's on borrowed time, I guess. Um, so there you go. I mean, <laughs> they banked so much on Karrion Cross from the moment that he came into, uh, into NXT uh clearly they were pushing this guy to be an a, a superstar that's what they wanted from him and that's what they were making him to be uh when he uh, just just if you had any doubts just the squash that he had over Tommaso Ciampa of all people should have established very clearly what the plans were um i mean there's there's reasons why he was pushed so quickly so so quickly it sucks that he's injured I don't like any wrestler getting an injury like this. I, I I want I want wrestlers to have long, healthy careers. So this sucks. But I think Alex, I think you may you may see a blessing in disguise with this injury, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, this is the best thing that could happen to Karrion Cross, um, uh, to to the NXT title, and to NXT. From my point of view, I think they pushed him way too hard, way too fast. I don't. I, I, I think they were they were so enamored with this guy and his his aura that they didn't do anything with him to get him to the point where they were gonna strap him up and, and let it ride. Let's go. And it, it just it, it felt like they it felt like they they didn't know what they were gonna do with him once they had him champion. Mm. Um and so uh now they don't have to make that decision. And now as he's working his way back you can find dudes laid out in the back with like a little hourglass by them. And then three <laughs> weeks later, that happens again. You can slow burn his return and you can have him, uh, you can have people like wind up like this guy's supposed to be in this match, but his music is playing and he doesn't show up and he's not at the facility. And they go to like his hotel room and, and there he is like tied up in a chair or whatever. Like there's, like he should be playing mind games on his way back, so you can slow burn his return to to championship glory and really do the stuff they should have done with him in the first place, as opposed to hot shotting him right into the title picture. Um, I do think it also is it's 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 super ironic that they said um, Keith Lee, you spent two years here. We're building you up, building you up. You're finally North American champ. Now you're also NXT champ, double champ. Whoops, wait a minute. You're going to be giving up one of those. And then your first real defense, because I don't count that one versus Dijak, your first real defense of the of the NXT title, you're going to lose. 
in the worst match I've ever seen Keith Lee wrestle. Right. And that that's a that's a hell of a pill to swallow. And then we're like, it's okay though. We're calling you up to, to Raw. Um, and the NXT title's in good hands with Karrion Cross. Wait, not so fast. Now they have a whole new thing to do, which is interesting, and we'll talk more about that. But that was not their plan. No. Um, and and it it the 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 way they decided we are going to take this all of this away from Keith Lee so we can go up to Raw and give um, the North American title to Priest and the NXT title to Cross, and they did. All of that, making Keith Lee look as bad as possible in the process, which is, like in hindsight, like giving up the, the North American title willingly if you were going to have the worst match I've ever seen you wrestle versus Cross and lose the NXT title that way, it's, it just doesn't, it, it didn't look good in that way. Um, Cross, um, it undeniably, is a very intriguing talent. Um, and I'm I'm interested to see what they do with him when they slow burn him as opposed to just putting a rocket on his back and just letting the sorcery do all the work. <laughs> like like the, yep. the fire the fireball coming out of the contract was unforgivable to me. It made it made everybody look I'm like so, dope. I'm so sorry I wasn't here for that one. Oh, <laughs> God, when with, I saw that, with, you're, I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh boy!" Oh. With, with Keith Lee selling the fireball like he was being attacked by a swarm of bees, <laughs> it just—it didn't make anybody look good. Um, magical powers, as a rule, are always a bad idea. But um, I'm 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 very in, intrigued to see where they go from here with 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 Karrion Cross. There's speculation that the next time we see him in action, it might be on Raw or SmackDown. If so, fine. It's a main roster gimmick. It doesn't mm -hmm. work in the small confines of NXT. It would work in the big arena. It would work in the Thunderdome better than in Full Sail, but it would work in front of an actual crowd a lot better sure. than any of that other stuff. We, we, you and I didn't have didn't have a chance really to talk about Keith Lee or NXT um, uh, Takeover and all this. Um, Here's the thing that 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 fascinates me because we've heard it, we've heard talk about it before, and we even talked about it not that long ago in the case of Matt Riddle, where he was suddenly plucked from NXT and brought up to Maine, and you know you saw you sort of heard Triple H saying, you know, well, you know, we have to pivot when these kind of things happen because you know we have plans, but then guys suddenly get called up, and then we sort of have to. So you kind of get the impression that this was the same thing with with Keith Lee as well. And at some point, Vince goes. I want the big guy, you know, it's, and then it's, well, okay, we got to bring him up. And maybe they did have something a little more elaborate in, 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 in mind, because otherwise, why would you have them win both straps and then have them, have them lose them within uh, a month and a half. But on top of that, Alex, and this is what fascinates me. There was maybe a time where NXT could be pillaged, right? Yeah. Because it was on the network. And it's all WWE's time. But now NXT is on cable TV opposing a, another regular weekly program, wrestling program. I, there, It seems to me that there, at some point you sort of have to lose this vision that NXT is developmental. Yes, yes. we're bringing, we're, we're developing talent here to bring them elsewhere. You're competing on television for ratings against another wrestling program you are by you are uh, you are in a contract 
for airtime to make money for the network as well as yourself. And if you if you establish talent for for people to tune in and watch, and then you just whisk them away, I I don't understand it. Um, yeah, no, I I totally agree. Um, the the thing they have to stop doing is, um, and they they haven't done this in a while, but um, the I am one thing in NXT, and I get called up, and I'm the opposite on main roster. Um, it's not this niche thing anymore. Mm -hmm. It's on the same friggin' network as Raw. Sure. Um, it's on this. It's on the same time slot. It's opposite another thing you're trying to beat in the ratings. But when you when you bring somebody up and be like, all that stuff that you saw on Wednesday night doesn't matter. It's a different person now on on Monday. Um, what you're saying is that they basically that NXT is the equivalent of like non-canon Star Wars novels that came out in 1984. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. uh, you read them, oh, I really like that thing, but then you actually read another one that is canon and that character doesn't exist or he's a bad guy now or whatever. Hey, like, no, that, that that can't be it. You know, in the, in, in the old Star Wars uh, expanded universe, you know who was the first trilogy character to die? Who's that? Chewbacca. <laughs> of course. And that was and that was never acknowledged anywhere else. Yeah, Justin, it's, it's, it's Chew, Chew, Chewbacca dying is like Angel Garza getting engaged. <laughs> true, very true. Justin Lopez left us a super chat. Thank you, Justin. Says mentioned this to Alex on Twitter. This might be a blessing in disguise for Cross, kind of like um, what we talked about. When healthy, he could return to the main roster without having been pinned in NXT. He's Vince's dream of a superstar. I mean, he does have. The size, the look, that uh, that unbridled charisma that uh, that does work on Maine. The line drive. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. It, I I absolutely agree. It's it is Vince's dream. Like he he would absolutely bring him up and not realize that he's already got that whole thing basically covered with the fiend. Like he'd bring up Karen. Oh no, they're they're totally different. I mean. Yes, I mean one guy doesn't wear a mask and another one does, but they're both like weirdo demon things, you know, kind of ish. The line drive left us a super chat as well. He says, in regards to Cross's relinquishing of the title, I like this idea that the NXT Championship is this cursed treasure, waiting for Cross to reclaim it. Sure, you know it could be something interesting. It's already been, you could argue that it's already been cursed with, uh, with Champa and, and, and whatnot, exactly. but it will never be as cursed as the universal title though. Evan, no. <laughs> Evan Wright left us a couple of super chats says ratings pop Warren. That's why I guess it was in relation to something we were specific. We were talking about, sorry, I didn't yeah. see it on time, but left us another super chat though. Says NXT stopped being developmental when they tampered with Adam Coles is already Adam Coles's Adam Coles already existing ROH deal. That's the moment in my opinion. Next yeah. we had, yeah, well, sure. I, I, I concur. Once they started getting, uh, once they started to create, turn NXT into the uh, super indies show, basically. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. Brizango defeated the NXT tag team champions Imperium to become the NXT Tag Team Champions. Brizongo gets some good offense early on on the heels. There's some great back and forth between Breeze and Bartel early on in this match. Brizongo hit their leg drop uh, backbreaker combo on Aikner. 
Uh, Fandango hits a Topicon Hilo to the outside, but Bartel, uh, European uppercuts him, and Eichner German suplexes him right on the ground. Uh, back in the ring, Eichner, um, Eichner hits a driver followed by a moonsault. Breeze takes out both guys, only to lead into Fandango hitting the double leg drop on both Eichner and Bartel. Pin, win. I mean, there's a lot we... He, I'm going to challenge you here, Alex Pulowski. I'm, yes. I'm about to challenge you here. Yes, we can complain that Brizango were put into this match just because they... Despite the fact that they lost. Uh, they they just they, they lost a match a couple of weeks ago, yet they got into the triple threat uh, before, uh, before TakeOver at the pre-show and we, we, all of that. But I think here, the big story... That we need to focus on, and this is the challenge I put unto you, is the uh, is the fact that Breeze and Fandango have finally won their first titles in WWE, and that to me is worth is is, is the uh, it's the real story here. Yeah, it's it's long, long, long overdue. Um, when Breezango f- formed again in NXT, I've been waiting for this moment ever since. I love these guys individually and especially as a team. Um, one, of my, one of the most entertaining matches I've ever seen in my life is Brizongo versus the Usos at Backlash a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. where, where they brought where, where Breeze brought, broke out all the, the costumes. It was so much fun. And they made you believe at least twice yep. with, with near falls that Brizongo was going to win that thing. I, uh, one of them, I literally stood up off my couch because I was ready to celebrate. I love these guys. Let it not be, let, let it not be lost on, on the rest of the world. In America, all cops are bastards, except for the fashion police. And they're champions now. We should all celebrate. It's fantastic. I'm I'm so, so, so excited for them um, to be tradi- transitional champs. <laughs> to, to whom, I don't know, but um, they're definitely transitional champs. Um, uh, uh, Ivar, I believe it was, uh, got on the Twitter and said, hey, hey, Fandango, we, uh, 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 you can bring Breeze too. We're going to come down and get our titles back. And I was like, oh, please do that. Please bring the Viking Raiders back to NXT. Have them bring Ricochet with them. And and Ricochet can, uh, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali can stow away in Ricochet's luggage and they can all come to NXT where they all belong because Raw is killing all of them. <laughs> um, next, we had uh, Damian Priest who was, uh, uh, who was walking backstage with a well, we wouldn't want to say a little bit of the bubbly because that'd be some that'd be some very unfortunate crossover there. Uh, he says that he's still roll that the after party from winning the North American title at uh, Takeover Thirty this weekend is still rolling, but Timothy Thatcher calls him embarrassing and says he should be the first guy to get a shot uh, uh, against. Uh, um, against Damian Priest, despite the fact that he lost a t- uh, match on Sunday. But then a little later on, we have Bronson Reed saying that, hey, you know what? He actually beat Priest, and he should get the next title shot. But then who comes in to interrupt him? None other than Austin Theory, who's returned from the Gulag 
and uh, basically uh, basically says that Reed might get a shot if he keeps working, if he keeps working hard at it, maybe when he's 55, and Bronson Reed slaps the taste out of Austin Theory's mouth. A lot of moving parts here, Alex. Make sense of all of this. The last time we saw Austin Theory in NXT, he lost a singles match to Tyler Breeze. <laughs> That's true. That and And then, again, it's one of those deals. The, the last time we saw Austin Theory in NXT, he mouthed off to Tyler Breeze about Tyler Breeze being old and had to come back. His whole deal was, Tyler Breeze, what, what a joke you are because you went to the main roster and they sent you back to NXT. That was Austin Theory's whole thing about, about getting in the, in the face of Tyler Breeze. And oh, how the mighty have fallen, Mr. <laughs> Theory. Um, but he lost that match, and the 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 implication was it was the beginning of uh, maybe a program between the two, or or a storyline overarching with Theory, where he's a little too big for his britches and has to earn it by going again up against the uh, the NXT old heads. But then they called him up to the main roster to team with Angel Garza and Andrade for some reason, because that group needed a dumb gringo, I guess, and. Um, they never mentioned why he got the call up off of a loss to Tyler Breeze. Disgraced joke, Tyler Breeze. He got the call up after that. Mm -hmm. That's one of those deals where what happens in NXT doesn't matter. It, what, it, on Raw is a different thing. Then they kicked him out of that group. They, they put him into Seth Rollins' group. And then things happened. Um, and he wasn't ever in Seth Rollins' group anymore. They never mentioned it. There was never like a thing where they wrote him off TV or like he got beat up by Rey Mysterio or something. That They didn't even mention it. None of it. They haven't mentioned him. And he shows up at NXT like not, like, like he stepped out of a time machine. Like he doesn't understand, but he, no, no. This reality has been going on without you, Austin. Like you have to t say what happened. Like I was, in, I was in WrestleMania. Yeah, and then what happened, dude? <laughs> What's been going on since then? Um, so it's fine. The whole thing, like somebody was saying, like there's a lot of they do a lot of things now with with slapping guys. Like that, a guy slaps a guy, and it's like, oh, oh, what's the deal with why why people slap? And I, I'm like, I honestly believe it's this. It's the ultimate disrespect because an open hand slap is what you do to a woman. Uh -huh. That's why it's supposed to look like, oh, oh my God, what's that's just taking it a little too far. You've disrespected that other fellow man by slapping him instead of punching him. It, like, it doesn't... It, the way they set it up all the time is being that, I have to believe that's what they think in their minds. Do I want to see Bronson Reed jump off the top rope or maybe off a really tall ladder or a skyscraper and land on Austin Theory? Yeah, that'd be fun. We should do that, like, a few times. Make it a best of seven, where the finish is always Bronson Reed jumping off of something... Like increasingly high until in the seventh match he jumps off of a uh, a uh, like a skyscraper like the Empire State Building and lands on Austin Theory and just squishes him. That'd be good. Just give me a moment here. I'm writing down this bit of wisdom here that you said. Open hand slaps are what you do to women. Okay. This is not that, me saying. No, that. no, no. That's it's this fine. This is them saying that. <laughs> Jake Atlas ate dirt tonight, Alex. He yeah. ate it when yeah, he, Tommaso Ciampa decided to come back. He drew the short straw. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. He ate a headbutt? Listen, listen. We we know how they work headbutts in wrestling. We get it. There's all sorts of way to work a headbutt. But did you see the welt on the side of Tommaso Ciampa's head after that headbutt? No, did no, you he, see it? He he, he <sighs> went stiff in there. Yep. By God, he stomps Atlas Atlas in the corner, a la a, a la Stone Cold. He hits the Willow's Bell, a really snug one at that. Snug. Pins Atlas after the match continues to beat him up, slingshots him under the ring so that Atlas's throat lands on the girder, like the the the, the support of the ring. They have a they have Atlas do the stretcher job. Champa interrupts that too. DDTs him off the stretcher. I'm wagering. I'm just throwing this out here, Alex. I don't think Tommaso Champa is going to be talking about his baby daughter much moving forward. Nope. <laughs> I think. I think that. I think the other daddy's home now. Not daddy, the no, other no. one. Yeah. Um Yeah, I uh I I I I love this. He he came down wearing a leather jacket with a leather like a leather hoodie jacket uh and and a face mask that like simultaneously gave me nightmares for the rest of my life and also made me oddly aroused. I love heel Champa. I'm so excited that he's back and being evil. I missed him so much. Um, just poor Jake Atlas. Like, again, I think they literally drew a short straw. Here's three guys standing around backstage. One of you is getting murdered by Tommaso Ciampa. Draw straws for it. And Jake's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, nuts. Mansoor, uh, Jake <laughs> Atlas, and uh, maybe Whack'em Wild. Maybe. But no, he's involved in something. No, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that it was, oh, it was so good. Um, and it's, it's also... It's it's I, I love that recently, a few months ago or a few weeks ago, they were going back and forth uh, on on the Twitter. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Randy Orton, and mm-hmm. Tommaso Ciampa is totally stealing Randy's bit, and Randy he's doing it a lot better than you too. Um, I I thought this was great. I'm so here for like evil Ciampa back. Um, Somebody asked me uh, who's before they announced what they were doing with this uh, stipulation match next week. Somebody asked me on Twitter, "Well, if if Cross isn't champion anymore, who's the next champion?" I said, "It's Finn Balor or it's Damaso Ciampa." Like those are the two mm-hmm. things I thought they could do. I didn't think about the other things later, but but like Tommaso Ciampa, like being the guy who beat him so quickly at Takeover in your house is gone. He doesn't have to worry about that. He's just pissed that he's still not champion, a, a, a title he he never lost. And he's instead of like coming back and righteously demanding access to that title, he's like, "I'm going to murder every son of a bitch in this building until I get that title." I, I that's also a strategy, and I uh, I wholeheartedly agree with it. Oh, I endorse it as well. Crosskick left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Says Cody Atlas did well tonight. He did, <laughs> <laughs> he did as good as he could. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Candice LeRae, uh, they have a little segment for Candice LeRae, a little vignette where she says uh, basically that she and Tegan Knox used to be friends. They're not friends anymore. She says the highlight of the friendship was Tegan Knox taking her to a castle at one time. Yeah. Uh, and she feels that Tegan never had her back in NXT, and if she doesn't do things the Gargano way, she can stay out of her way. 
that uh oh we have dizzy c here left us a super chat though thank you just we'll, we'll jump right into that he says i disagree action wise sure but randy talks circles around champa even at champa's best referencing when you the when you said that uh that champa was doing randy orton's bit better uh do you care to counter mr I Polanski? Mean, uh, you 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 can you can you can quibble with who's who's better on the mic champa's obviously uh, hasn't done it at that at this level for as long as Randy has. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I personally I prefer um, Champa's uh, style more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but circles around is that's you're just fooling yourself. Sorry, you're, you're just fooling yourself if you think that. Like they're they're close, but one is not immeasurably better than the other on the mic. That's not true. I think it's fair to say that Randy Orton is currently doing the best work of his career. Oh, absolutely. From I'm top to about, bottom right now. I, I, I was I was mostly referring to uh, beat a man so bad he's got to go to the hospital. Sure. Um, and also on his way to the hospital, one more for good measure. Um, because because amazingly, Tommaso Ciampa didn't whiff with any of those things that he did to, to, to Jake Atlas. Well, think about I, this, Alex. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Think about this. Two whiffed punt kicks, one that lands, and it fractures a guy's skull. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. Just out of the sheer force of the kick, of the yeah. wind gust. The wind blowing by his temple gave him brain damage. I know, it was terrible. But <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Dizzy C. I think there is a good compelling argument to be made there, because I do, there are similarities between the two. I think it's... Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. It's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, Mia Yim joins us for, for a match. She's supposed to fight Mercedes Martinez and um, uh, Robert Stone comes out with Aaliyah. Robert Stone wearing the greatest glasses in the history of mankind. He, he's cutting a promo uh, and uh, as he is, Shotzi rolls up them with her tank and rolls him over again. This is a thing now, Alex. Yeah. It is. It's a. Uh, it's a tired thing already. I'm done with it. I guess it. The, the, I can only see. I can only watch Robert Stone sell being run over by a tank. Like I think the maximum I've got in me is like five times. I think I've seen that now. You know what like, this reminds me of? Because I, because okay. I'm like okay, they're doing it again. It kind of reminds me of uh um uh oh shoot um Titus Titus O'Neil when he slid at the greatest Royal Rumble a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then they tried to recreate that a few times on TV and the t-shirts and everything. You're like, no, no, no. The 
WWE has this capacity to drive something into the ground just out of force of repetition. It's like, hey, remember this? When you thought it was really funny when she ran over his leg? What if she did it again? Hey, what if she did it again? Yeah. It's, to me, it's the kind, It's the same type of brain power at work here. Well, it is. It's. It's. Um, here's my catchphrase. I'm going to say it all the time. Uh, here's the one thing I do that's funny. I'm going to do it until I run it into the ground. <laughs> it's it's WWE that this is it's it, it's Wednesday Night Raw. It's becoming Wednesday Night Raw and I I feel like next week I'm going to see the match that's probably might be the last ever great match on Wednesday NXT. Like every week I'm 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 worried that that's it. It's going to be the last time and we'll look back on the last ever great episode of of NXT because it will eventually morph entirely into Wednesday Night Raw. So the match that was supposed to happen with Mercedes Martinez doesn't happen because Shotzi came out with a tank. So I guess I guess that's your trump card. I guess that's you are allowed to cancel a match and then take control of a match if you have a tank with you. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, there's some great exchanges between both women, good strikes, maneuvering in and out of pinfalls, uh, and there's some respect on right up until Shotzi does her wolf call and Mia just throat punches her. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yim then, uh, grinds Shotzi down into the ground and into a bow and arrow, was a little sloppy, but you get it, Shotzi fights back, Yim hits a dragon suplex, Shotzi sidesteps a missile dropkick, hits a senton, then the top rope senton, and she defeats Mia Yim. Yep. Um, Alex, this feels like Mia Yim's send-off from NXT. Yeah, everybody's playing detective with the six people on the apron at the end of Monday Night Raw who are part of Retro Bouchon. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with a lot of people on a lot of things. Mia Yim is definitely one of those six people. They could be having a lot of like you know placeholders and whatever. Uh, she's what she was one of those six people. To me, it's undeniable her posture, her eyes. Like that's that's who Mia hit me. So if this is her last match, great because it was a surprise and she put over a young and rising superstar who is is destined to have championship matches, whether or not she actually becomes NXT Women's Champion. Mia Yim never did, but she had multiple shots at the title. Um, maybe this kind of the perfect person to put over Shotzi on her way out is Mia Yim. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, if, if, she's, if she's part of Retribution, they're going to have to do a hell of a lot of explaining as to, as to how Mia Yim is, is part of this shadowy group. Like, what, like, there's a lot of people that, like, don't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, who, whoever they decide to be in it, it's never going to make any sense. Like, it's just, it's, we'll just have to, have to be like, yeah, fine. They decided that these six people are part of Antifa. Sure, I guess. Like it's just that we're we're just gonna have to accept it. But yeah, I, I'm. I'll, I guess it'll be it'll be interesting if if they actually have DiJack and Mia Yim, Keith Lee's pseudo best friend and frenemy, and his girlfriend, mm -hmm. um, as part of the terrible evil heels. While well, he's one of the top baby babies on the same show, like it'll be really interesting to see. Like the, the, I guess well, they won't bring that up. The that's whole. What that, that, the whole that, thing that they've been doing is, is connecting Dijak to Keith Lee in NXT. But once he moves up to, to Raw, anything that happened in NXT doesn't doesn't exist unless they want it to. Just like so. we were just like we were saying a little earlier. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this was a good match though for a for a throwaway nothing match. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, good showcase for both women. Absolutely. Crosskick uh, left us a super chat. Says who does the ankle spot better, Shotzi or Marcus Morris Jr. 
Huh. Or is this a senior? Is this a basketball this, reference? This is a basketball thing. One guy tried to intentionally uh, injure one of the greatest young players of his generation uh, last night uh, by stomping on a guy's angles, ankle. So, yes, uh, I believe Marcus Morris is the all-time king of the uh, try to end your career by stepping on your already injured ankle move. Oh, there you go. Okay. See, now it's full cir circle to me because I I stopped watching basketball when uh, uh, when uh, Charles Bark Barkley retired. So, ah, there you go. Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Left us a super chat despite the fact that he has a very controversial username. Says Shotzi has star written all over her. I agree. It's hard to disagree with that. Dizzy C left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. Says Shotzi is as lame as she is good, and that kind of endears her to me. Yeah, there. Yes. WWE likes to lean into the corny stuff a little bit, but man, if you have a chance to look up uh, her indie stuff on YouTube, because there's tons of it, she is something special. She's really, really good. Yep. Evan Wright left us a super chat as well. Thank you, Evan. Says, Retribution needs to borrow Shotzi's tank. <laughs> they all come down, all six of them on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, like like, like that one thing where uh, where Degeneration X invaded, invaded Nitro. With a, with a but, tank. But, yeah, but no, with, 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 a, with a Jeep with a gun mounted on it, with let's be tank. honest. But, but this, it'll be on a pow, pow, power wheels tank. Yes, I agree. Cyclops is better than Wolverine left us another super chat again. Thank you. Says being in retribution is something I wish on no one. It's going to be a hard sell. Yeah. It, if, if I, I'm assuming that of the people, everyone, <coughs> everyone's, everyone's, everyone's saying the six members are Caden Carter, Mia Yim, Chelsea Green. Uh, and then the men are Shane Thorne, uh, um, Dio Madden, Dio Madden and, yep. and, and Dijak. I'm I'm guessing that um, the leader of the group is a seventh unnamed person who's currently on the roster of a main roster show, as an inside man. I don't know who it is. There have been there have been speculation that it's Miz because he was like the last guy to come out of the locker room when they were running off retribution and stuff like that. I don't know who it is. I mean, it's it's a horrible angle. It's gonna die a terrible death. Retribution is gonna have a Survivor Series match against somebody, and they're gonna lose. Like it's gonna be like it'll be like an eight on eight Survivor Series match, and they're gonna lose eight nothing, and that'll be the end of Retribution. We'll never see him again. Remember, folks, you can uh, continue leaving us super chats. We'll read them on the air, and if you haven't already, give the video a thumbs up. That kind of stuff helps out a great deal. And if you feel like sharing it out there and say, "Hey, they're halfway done. Why don't you come and watch the rest of what these guys are doing?" If you want to share that out into your social media stuff, that's also great. Uh, we get an announcement after a, uh, a, a, a after a, a committee uh, decision from William Regal, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Matt Bloom to decide what to do with the NXT title. Let's get into it. Next week on Tuesday, we are getting a uh, we are getting a four way sixty minute Iron Man match. Alex Pulaski between Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Now, just as your lead in here, I saw a lot of people around me, Twitter, saying, I can't believe they're going with this again. Why aren't they including new people? Why is it? For me, in a void right now, I see 60 minute Iron Man match 
with arguably four of the most talented workers that WWE has. They're going to wrestle for an hour for our pleasure next week on Tuesday. I am all in on this. I'm not trying to make any stupid jokes here, any stupid no. puns. This, to me, is exactly how you program a, a, an evening where you have to move from your regular slot and you're going to run unopposed. Yeah. You, you use the four top guys in your in your brand at this point. Let me know your thoughts about this, Alex. And the, and the best part about it is any one of those four I could see winning it. Sure. Because you have an hour and four guys and they're all heels right now. Mm -hmm. Still, Adam Cole is still a heel even after he beat heel Pat McAfee. The UE still heels. Tommaso Ciampa, definitely heel. Gargano, definitely heel. Balor's a tweener, mm. but he's also got a lot of heelist tendencies. Mm. In the course of an hour with these four competitors... You can tell a full arc of a story of a guy turning babyface. Sure. I mean, and and like, well, my my joke was, um, I, I need to go and immediately invent and then use a machine that so I can transport through time to the fifty-seven minute mark next week when Balor gets a pinfall on Gargano to make it four all with three minutes left in the match. Because you know that's happening. Some version of that. They're all going to be tied going into the last three minutes. And the next pinfall wins. And who knows what that's going to bring. It, it has a potential. I've never heard of a four-way Iron Man match. That's crazy. Because you can't do the thing that everybody does where the heel intentionally gets himself disqualified by hitting the guy with a chair. So we can beat him up with a chair more and more and more and more. Right. And then he can get another pinfall. You you don't can't do that. You can't give up a pinfall because there's two other dudes in there. You know what I mean? Like you you can't make that strategy. Well, somebody's gonna try it, of course. Um, but I I think there is so much potential here. Somebody said, um, is this the Mount Rushmore of NXT? I mean, mm -hmm. you could you could quibble with it, but I don't know who you remove from it. I mean, everybody has personal preferences. I know a lot of people just hate the whole Gargano and Champa thing. Um, in retrospect, and especially with the last match they did, which was so overwrought, I understand people being tired of it. But at the time, when Tommaso Ciampa turned on Gargano in their first few matches when, Gar when Ciampa got back from injury, like, that was the hottest friggin' thing in the world. Like, you have to remember what it was at the time. And, I mean, Cole being champion forever, Finn Balor leading the, the brand through that transitional period, and then he gets called up and immediately gets tapped as the top guy on Raw, only to lose it via injury. Like, that was a huge... The, you replace it with, what, Nakamura, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens. There's certain people you could say... Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, who, who have an, a, a, an argument of being there as part of that Matt Rushmore, but I, you'd have a hell of a time replacing one of those four people. So the argument of like, why don't they put somebody new in there? Who? Well, Dream? Like no. who, who's, who's a new person who doesn't, who hasn't had the title yet, who's in a position to be put in this match even? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. These four guys, one of them comes out on top and you can immediately establish somebody who's not one of the other three guys as his first competitor by having that guy attack the person at the end of the match. Boom. Then now you got something else. Like it's, it's, it's it, there, there, when you, when you get pushed into a corner in this way, 
where they have to do something they didn't prepare for, and they just go, ah, I don't know, a four-way Iron Man match. Will that work? Um, yes, it will. Maybe you guys should panic more often because it pr- provokes <laughs> real creativity from the creative process. Yeah, well, listen, you know, about the idea of champions, who do you put in there? Lake the Snake Logan left us a super chat and asks and says, no love for Bo Dallas in uh, the four-way for the NXT championship match? As far as I re- recall, he didn't get released with everybody else back in April. So he's still floating out there somewhere. I I, a, I predict a, surprise, a run in a surprise fifth entry. What if what if Finn Balor gets taken out before yeah, the match? You know you the security, know. the security at the PC. But but Bo Dallas has to come back with the one black fingerless glove because <laughs> because that was that was his superpower. Man was That's the one true. black fingerless glove. <laughs> Christopher Board. Bordine, Bordine, apologies if I'm mispronouncing your your last name, Christopher. Left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Adam Cole, Stan here. But Finn should win the NXT uh, title next week as serendipitous redemption for what happened with him and the Universal title. I think he should. I I think I think he should, if only because he's had great great matches in great but inconsequential matches for the past eight months. yeah, I think he yeah. should too. That'd be the, my prediction. The, the this this match is not to be missed. Not to be missed. These four guys are going to leave every last bit of their soul on that mat. I cannot wait for it. <clears throat> Pardon me, Crosskick left us a couple of super chats. It was again, thank you, Crosskick. First of all, it says between one and the Bucks tonight. How proud of you for a four-way match with no baby face in it? Well. I- well, I, 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 there's no way I could be more proud of anything than I am of the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. But um, uh, I am very <laughs> excited for uh, for a match with no clear, true white meat baby face where they're going to yeah. rely on that guy fighting from underneath the entire time. I'm so excited they don't have that trope to bash into the ground. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch what they do with it. Crosskick's other super chat, again, thank you, is, goes like this. It says, the only acceptable members of Retribution are Wes Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, yeah. that would get me into it. Yeah, that'd be good. Santos Escobar successfully defended the uh, Cruiserweight title against Isaiah Swerve Scott. This was, uh, this was, a, this was a, a fun match, especially, I think they had a really good Final third here. I feel like we're a long way from the uh, cruiserweight matches that we uh, that we used to get on two hundred five live when uh, yeah. when the four pillars were there. Um, match comes to an end when Escobar puts on a luchador mask uh, outside of the ring, slips it on, headbutts Scott, and instantly knocks him out. Mm-hmm. Gets the pin. I've seen a lot of loaded things mm-hmm. in wrestling. Yep. I don't remember a loaded lucha mask because Alex, no. I don't understand how it works. I don't understand how it would knock, how it doesn't knock him out in the same way at the same time, unless there's like six inches, twelve like, inches of padding. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's padded on the inside, but but like it's just the metal on the outside. Like I, I could see that being the the reasoning they would give. Still wouldn't make any sense. Um, 
I I'd be fine with it. Did, did did I miss it? Did he wear it to the ring and then take no. it off before the match? No. Because if that was it, I'd be down with it. Like that's my whole deal. I think that they should all walk to the ring wearing lucha masks and the suits. Take off the suit. Take off the everything. To, like take forever to disrobe down to your trunks. Then lovingly take the, the luchador mask off and set it on the post, because because they're all about that legacy, mm-hmm. that's that history of being luchadors, but they don't rely on it. It's not a crutch for them in the match. I think that's a great way of doing it. And if he wore a, a, a loaded lucha mask to the ring, but then took it off before the match and then put it back on before he did it, that would make sense. Like fishing one out from under the ring doesn't, it's, that was lazy. I, I liked the match a lot. I, I think that, that uh, Swerve uh, could be your next, um, champion it's far too early for escobar to uh, to lose it um my ultimate fantasy booking is please for love of god get mustafa ali off of nx uh, off of main event and bring him to nxt where he could he could be the true babyface cruiserweight that they need in that division and he's never been cruiserweight champ before mm-hmm. Him being the guy to take it off of Santos Escobar would be an amazing thing. And the people who watch NXT are the people who love Mustafa Ali, who watched him on 205 Live and love that guy and would want him to succeed. It's an easy no-brainer of a decision. You're not using him up on the main roster. The NXT needs babyface cruiserweights. It's a perfect thing to do, and they won't do it. That's exactly what Zach Connor suggested via Super Chat. Thank you, Zach. Says, uh, uh, I want Ali versus Escobar for the title. Ali needs NXT. Well, you echo the sentiments of Alex Pawlowski, and I am in full agreement as well. Dizzy C left us another Super Chat as well. Thank you very much. He says, Loaded Lucha masks are as common to Lucha, especially in AAA, where Escobar is from, as uh, what chants are to American crowds. Well, I just learned something. Thank you very much for that. I did not know it was uh, that. Uh, I, I just never actually seen it. So that's cool. Still don't understand how they don't knock the, the guy out. But hey, yeah. that's just me. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Drake Maverick. How's that push? How's that new contract dealing uh, going for you, Drake? How's that? How, uh, how's all that crying and sentimentality? How's that working out for you? Where's... How, mm. Anyway, I was still happy to see Kyle O'Reilly nonetheless in a singles match. We don't see enough of Kyle O'Reilly in a single in singles competition. And he is as good as he ever was. Um, match uh, the match ends when um, it, it was fast paced, don't get me wrong. It was a fun it was a fun match. Again, Drake Maverick's stories that he's fighting from underneath. That'll probably be his thing forever, as long as he's in WWE anyway. Uh, but uh Kyle O'Reilly uh rolls um rolls Maverick up into an, an Achilles lock. Since cinches it in proper to get uh, Drake to tap out after the match, the Undisputed Era attack him until Killian Dane comes in for the save. And uh, Drake Maverick stands up to thank him, but Dane knocks him down. Yeah. Because Killian, Killian Dane's like, no, these, these, these twerps attacked me too. I had to get revenge on them, but I don't like you, Drake. And I, I'm, I'm all for that kind of a thing with, with Killian Dane. I'm also all for Drake, um, the, 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 the new thing, because they're really not doing anything with him either way. And I know Drake is a talented enough comedian to make this work. Do you remember those old Looney Tunes cartoons with the giant bulldog, the middle of the yap dog that yep. followed him around? Yes. Hey, Spike. Hey, Spike. What are we doing today, Spike? I want Drake Maverick to not rest until Killian Dane is his best friend. 
I think that would be so cool to like just run around and like dip in his heel. Yeah, yeah, you get him, Killian. Come on, you get him, buddy. <laughs> I think that would be so great. And it would actually be funny because Drake Maverick, Spud, has the comedic chops to pull it off. Sure. And all Killian Dane has to do is stand there and look mean. And, and and exasperated by by Drake Maverick doing this, and, I think it, I think it'll work. And wear a tiny bowler hat. That's yes, all he needs that's to true. do. The line drive left us a super chat. Thank you very much. It says Sundir Killian Dane after saving Drake Maverick. It's not like I like you or anything. Baka squashes Drake to fight the inevitable tag team formation. Oh yes, no, we can't have that. We can't have the odd couple tag team. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not advocating that. I'm advocating Drake Maverick trying to be Killian Dane's best friend. Dizzy C left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Felt uh, says felt like they were teasing a Kyle O'Reilly face turn with him trying to stop the Undisputed Era from beating down Drake. Um, people have been have been pointing out, you know, separating, splitting apart the Undisputed Era, but I don't think you can, Alex. Uh, I mean, I, I, the only way I see it happening is if they do. A long, slow burn. Um, not not a not a baby face turn, but but a fan favorite. Um, like just 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 wrestles matches like a fan favorite type thing for Adam Cole, and he's the one who spurs the the thing. Where they all maybe the, like go their separate ways. Maybe like Fish and O'Reilly are one thing, and Roderick Strong's another. Thing. Like we've grown so much together that we're kind of growing apart. And it's fine, and they can all come back. Maybe they don't hate each other, but maybe it's not like they're not a unit anymore, and they can each go and do their own thing. And it, maybe they they they'll, they'll have matches against each other. But I, I think there's a way of these guys are talented enough and good enough performers that they could really pull off a whole like, you know how your your best friends like you, the four of you guys in college like lived in a house together for like three years in college, and you were best buds, but you grow apart. And and it's it's weird to like hey hey I'm in town you want to get together and have a beer yeah I'd love to but you know uh, I, I the kid I, I can't I can't go out late at night so maybe you could come over and watch the game on Sunday no I'm gonna be out of town by Sunday <sighs> maybe next time you're in town okay like it'd be kind of a cool thing to like watch these guys like grow apart as regular dudes because they're all basically regular dudes anyway. I think it'd be an interesting way of doing that if you're going to do it. Although I don't want, like, Kyle O'Reilly is a baby face now, so Bobby Fish turns on him. Like, ah, I don't need that. Cross, uh, Crossick left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Says, all Drake needs uh, to make Killian Dane his friend is a wrestling trivia quiz show so that Killian <laughs> can mistake him for Adam Blampier. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, backstage, we have Rhea Ripley before her match, who uh, who explains to us why she's uh, tag teaming with Io uh, Shirai, and she says it's because she wants to send the message to Dakota and Raquel that Io is hers. Yeah. Now I'm sure that makes sense in Road Dog's head, absolutely 100. percent Yeah. But as for the match, we hit, we did have Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Um, which was a a very good, very solid standard tag team. Uh, Raquel and Dakota worked uh, worked over Rhea, uh, who was Ricky Morton, basically for a good part of the match. Here, Io gets a hot tag in where she meteoras Gonzalez and six one nine Dakota's right Dakota right in the face. Um, uh, Raquel tries to work Io down with a power slam, um, and uh, 
there's some shenanigans that happen. Mercedes Martinez arrives to uh, to drag Rhea off the apron, which takes her out for a bit of the match. Um, uh, meanwhile, Raquel tries to put Io away with a spinning slam. A slam, excuse me, doesn't work out. Rhea get finally gets the tag in, but Gonzalez slams Rhea down for the win, mind you. Uh, so again, few moving parts here. You have Raquel Gonzalez getting a big pinfall win here for her team. Mercedes Martinez and Rhea Ripley are clearly still in the unfinished business uh, category here. We were kind of wondering why they were pivoting towards Raquel. Well, uh, I think the I think the paths are becoming a little clearer here, Alex. Yeah, um, they they are really. They're really good right now about weaving in multiple women's storylines. Um, yes, they are. Uh, um, the, the Shotzi rise uh, is interesting. Uh, Tegan and Candice obviously have something brewing. Uh, Dakota Kai is not going anywhere. Io Shirai is the champion. Uh, Raquel's, uh, you know, uh, wants Io, but she'll she'll go through Rhea gladly if she has to in order to get it. And Rhea has Mercedes Martinez. And after she's done with Mercedes, you know she's going to want revenge on Raquel. And after all of that's done, she thinks she has claimed EO. Like, it's all intersecting. I love it. Compare and contrast that with anything on the main roster and also AEW. Uh, NXT still stays, even though they lose women to the main roster all the time and they're about to use Mia Yim, possibly. Um, uh, they, they still find ways to intersect all these great and talented women. Um, uh, again, uh, Rhea Ripley still seems to be booked in a, in a, in a weird way. And um, I love her. Like, <laughs> like I, I can't say enough about how she says, okay, well, well um, not all of wrestling is getting to do all my cool moves and win. Sometimes wrestling is losing. It's just the way it works. So lose good. Mm-hmm. When, she gets, when she gets pulled off the, uh, the apron, uh, so she lands with her head on the steps, she's going to sell that attack. She's she's like she's pissed at Mercedes, but she's got a damn match to win because she hates Raquel and she hates Dakota because she wants EO for herself. So I'm going to deal with you later, Mercedes. I'm going to get back on the apron. So she gets back on the apron and she tags in because that's what she's supposed to do. Damn it. EO has been hurt. So she needs to tag in. But she's so damaged by hitting her head on the steps. She strips getting through the ropes which is a, it, it's perfectly done. It's obviously intentional, but it didn't look intentional. By the time she gets her bearings and stands up, she gets a big boot in the face, sells that beautifully, and then sells that amazing like chest slam thing that Raquel does. Sells that beautifully. Makes Raquel look like a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Makes, makes her future opponent, um, Mercedes, look like she actually really affected her by that sneak attack. Ooh, now we really want to see Rhea get revenge on Mercedes. Also, makes Raquel look like a friggin' Hulk, who now we're even more interested in seeing Rhea finally get a match against. Like, that's all stuff that Rhea just knows to do at 23 goddamn years old. She has so much more to grow, and she's already one of the best wrestlers, male or female, in the world. I cannot wait to see what she does with the rest of her career. It's ridiculous that they booked her the way they did at Mania. But to her credit, she has said, screw that. I'm getting to the gym. I'm getting the best damn shape of my life. She looks amazing. The black eyeshadow and the... the the blonde hair. bleached blonde hair. She's like, she's completely reinvented herself by tweaking like two things. 
And she's so great at all the facial expressions and everything. Like that moment where she walked in and got face to face with Raquel at the end of uh, the takeover match. Like I was like, oh, damn, she is selling me a ticket to this match right now without doing anything. I can't wait to see where they eventually get her to because I know they realize how special she is. Mm -hmm. They made a stupid misstep with the Charlotte thing and they're slow burp building her back up to the top. When she gets there, I have to believe they will give her the run that she deserved when she had it truncated by Charlotte, that stupid Charlotte thing. Well, they but had I'm a, so looking forward to it when they finally do it. They had a plan, Alex, of course. You remember that. No, I know. It was a plan. It's, it's all part of the plan. Dizzy C left us a super chat, left us a couple of them. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, says, looks like Rhea's not getting a title shot until she manages to fight her way out of Haas country. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's a great way of getting of keeping her out of the title picture because you don't want her to be in that match with EO because you need her to win the title back. And you don't want to have her win it off of EO. You've got to actually get her sidelined while still keeping her heavily involved in storylines. It's really good. Uh, DZC's other super chat uh, says that Rhea is a really, is really great, is a really great hoss, excuse me, at selling. And she is, absolutely is. Just like Alex said, she's she understands so much about it. Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. Says Raquel is so scary and for sure a future champ. Yeah. Imagine if they had kept her in her. Stop it with the chaps. Stop with the with chaps the and the Stop bull the rope. Nope. Nope. Stop it with the chaps. Stop Imagine it. how scary she'd be. She'd be a joke. Speaking of jokes, I want to wish our, our buddy uh, Louis Dangour a happy birthday. I don't know why I segued, but speaking of jokes. But happy birthday, Louis. He's celebrating uh, today right now. My goodness. I remember when I turned 17 as well. Louis will be back tomorrow evening with Sean. They'll be doing the, the post-AW uh, Dynamite uh, review tomorrow evening right here. So be sure to tune in. Sean, Louis, a year older and all the more magnificent. Alex Pulowski, where can people find you on social media and the like? You can find me uh, at Alex Sour Graps on the Twitter. And I do uh, two shows weekly on Fightful Select. It's $5 a month, but you get all amazing stuff there that's not even me. But even if you're only there for me, it's like 82 cents an episode. And every episode is like an hour and a half long. Like it's, it's really, really good bang for your buck. There you go. So uh, that's that's the that's one of the best sells you've done ever. I think you can follow Thank me. You. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes or on my own YouTube channel at YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Thank you everyone for joining us live this evening or listening or watching on your own accord. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'll be back next week. Alex will be too. We'll see you then.